Because it's Father's Day, I want to talk about uh, a parable that Jesus shared in the Bible about a father. And I think for a lot of you that are listening who don't go to church, or maybe this is your first time hearing something from the Bible, uh, this is a story that Jesus shared with people. It was a public thing. He, he shared it in front of a bunch of different people. And the specific reason was to kind of give us an understanding of what God is like as a father. This parable is found in the book of Luke in chapter 15 and it's actually it's going to kind of go through like a little a good amount of text so i want to kind of break it down and review it in, in pieces uh, first we read uh, verse 11 and it says this and jesus is speaking to a crowd at this point and he says and he said there was a man who had two sons and the younger of them said to his father father give me the share of property that is coming to me and he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And so I want to stop there. And that's in verse 13. It's 11 to 13. And basically, I want to emphasize one, one or two points here. Number one, that there was two sons. And, and it's kind of an example of like, you know, the types of people, the 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 people that God views as his children, as his sons. And um, this, this idea that uh, there's two different people that Jesus is kind of going to share about. And what we can identify first is that the younger, the younger son was actually going to the father and said, basically, give me my inheritance. And the context of that is very similar to something along the lines of basically saying, father, you're dead to me. So I, I would like to end my relationship with you to receive what I feel belongs to me. And so we see that the father actually doesn't deny the younger son. The father says to the younger son, okay, so he gives him what the younger son demands. And remember, this was a very offensive thing. This was somebody saying to their dad, dad, you're basically dead to me. Let me get my inheritance now. And so in verse 13, it says, not many days later, the younger son had gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country, and there he squandered his property in reckless living. In verse 14, and when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate and no one gave him anything. So we see this kind of unfolding how this son says to his father, dad, you're dead to me. Give me my inheritance now. Whatever was in the will, I want that to be in place now. So you see this son demanding this thing and then he goes and he actually spends it all. It says he squanders it. Squanders is to be basically reckless in the spending and living. He just wastes it. And so then he finds himself with pigs. And it says that, the scripture says that this young son, this younger son, finds himself with pigs and that he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate. So this guy was so desperate in his place that he actually began to desire the thing that was meant for the unclean thing. He was actually so desperate that he was looking at what they had thinking, 
man, I actually want that. That's how low he felt. And so we look at it further. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. And it's like this light bulb goes off. You know, he realizes my, my dad's servants are living better than this right now. And he says, I will arise and go to my father and say to him, I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion. And it says, and he ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And I think to break this down a little bit into what would be something culturally relevant for us in our context. It's like someone, we, we say we don't believe in God. We say we don't want God. We say that stuff is, it's just a crutch. Um, it's, it's just religious. It's, it's tradition, this and that. But you have somebody here who was basically dismissive of all the father had to offer him. And then he realizes in his moment of need, he says, man, like I can go to my father's house and live better than the way I'm living right now. And the thing is that when the father sees him coming, that it says he runs to him. And this actually culturally and, and historically in that point of time, a man to run was very like uncouth. It was not very uh, appropriate behavior. So this man runs because he doesn't care. He sees his son and he runs to him and embraces him. And the funny thing is this. The son begins to define who he is to his father. He begins to tell his father, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And I've heard people even say, like, I can't go to church. I might burn up. They, they say things like, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm not good. I'm, I'm not a good person. I don't belong in church because that's good stuff there. And I'm, I'm not good. And the reality is that, that Jesus is sharing this story with these people. And he's, he's painting a picture for us that there's a son here who identifies himself as being unworthy. He literally tells his father, I'm unworthy to be called your son. And then we pick it up. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the fattened calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. And so there's a reality here of how God views those who fill unworthy, those who feel distant, those who have literally abandoned their relationship with God. God, you're dead to me. I want to do what I want to do. This is what the son did. He did it to his father. And Jesus is painting this picture of this loving father who says, I know, I know you made decisions. I know you said what you said, but that doesn't matter right now because you were lost and now you're found. And he embraces him and brings him to the house. And he puts these things on him that, that make him significant in that household. So significant that he is not a slave. He is not a servant. He is literally somebody that sits with the master. 
And so the reality of looking at scripture here is we see uh, another side of this. In verse 25, it picks up and it says, Now his older son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So the older son, you remember there was two sons that Jesus was talking about here. The older son hears this, this noise. He hears like celebration going on. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. And then we, we get a picture here of what can happen to us, especially in the church. Those of us that have been following Jesus, we've been doing our best to serve Jesus, we've been doing our best to be a good Christian, to go to church, to be part of the service, you know, to make sure we're at every outreach, every prayer meeting, you know, and it's kind of like this is the picture that Jesus was painting, that there's this other son who actually gets angry that his father accepted the son who rejected him. And there's a reality here that some of us can become so um, traditionally minded, legalistic, that we begin to see anything, anybody new that comes in as like, you know, well, well, what, what's going on? You know, like, well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on? You know, what, what's, let me, come here, tell me, you know, this is the attitude of the person. And it's, and it says, but he was angry and refused to go in. He was angry and refused to go in to the house. His father came out and entreated him, basically. He, he says to him, uh, uh, he, he answered his father and says, look, the, the father says, what's, what's going on? What's wrong? You know, he says to the older son and the, the older son says, look, these many years I have served you. And I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. And, and there's this positioning here. This positioning. He tells his father, he says, you never did anything for me, even though I've served you. I've done everything right. And I think a lot of us, when, when we look at God as our father, you know, we can sometimes put some things there to say like, you know, that's unfair, God. I've given up more. I've, I've served you longer. I, I've said no when everybody was saying yes. I've, I've said, Holy Spirit, I will obey you when everybody was saying, I want to do my own thing. And, and this older son is actually angry. So the older son says, basically, you know, you, you never even gave me a goat, but you took the fattened calf, which was like the prize possession. It was like, oh man, you know, you never even gave me a, um, uh, an old Volvo, but you gave him a Rolls Royce. Like that was kind of the, the, the comparison there. Like you didn't give me anything, but you gave him this great thing. And so this, the older son's comparing himself and the situation he's in with the younger son. And then, uh, you know, he goes on further. He says, but when this son of yours came who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And the father says to the son, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. And if this doesn't paint the picture of a father's heart, I don't know what does. Because the father says to both sons, man, you're, you're with me. He takes the son that rejected him 
and embraces him and loves him and says, I don't care what has happened. You have a place with me. You have a place at my table. You have a place in my house. And then he tells the older son who's complaining, you know, and, and with there's there was some very valid attitude or valid position of complaint where he felt like, man, like I've done everything right. And you never celebrated that. You never talked about, you know, the things I've done well. And so the reality is that there, there might have been some valid complaint there. But the father says, you know, my, your brother, my other son, he was lost and is found. He was dead and now he's alive. And then he tells the older son, and everything that I have belongs to you. And so the reality is that in, on this Father's Day, consider two things. Our Father in heaven loves you. Our Father in heaven for those that are at a distance, those that feel like they're unworthy, those that have identified themselves as not being allowed to serve God, not being allowed to come into a church to be part of, of, of Christianity, you've identified yourself and God says, that's not your identity. I give you identity. I put the robe on you. I put the ring on your finger. I put the sandals on your feet. I give you a place in my house. And then to the people who have been serving God for a long time, like, I fall into the category of the older son who can sometimes feel a little bit jealous of what God does for others, especially new Christians. It's like, like, oh man, why do they get to have that? You know, and I, it's like God just reminds me. He says, man, look at all you have and look at what they've gone through. And this is from the book of Luke, chapter 15, verses 11 to 32. And the story, the, the parable is called the prodigal son. And it's the story of a son who returns to his father. Those of you that think you're too far, that think you're unworthy, you've identified as someone who's, I'm not even worthy to be your son. I'm not worthy to be part of what, who you are, God. God says, man, no, I, I run to you. I make a place for you. I know what you've done. I know what you feel like, but I, I am your father and I love you. And, and that on this Father's Day is a message that I want to share with you. There's a lot going on in the world. There's, there's uh, you know, the issues of social injustice uh, and, and racism. There's, there's the areas of police brutality. There's a lot going on in the world. Uh, civil unrest, not just in the United States. We're talking all over the world. There's, there's nations. You know, there's a lot of things going on. But one thing you can be sure of is that your Father in heaven loves you. And He hears your prayers. And don't be silent on those moments. Reach out to God. Ask Him. Say, Father, I need you. Remember, in his time of need, when he looked at what was going on, and he was, I think, scared for his life because he realized, I have nothing. I'm going to die here with these pigs. That's when he reached out and he realized, I'm going to go to my dad. And I'm, I'm telling you today, go to your father. Go to your father in heaven. You know, whether, wherever you're at right now, go to your father. You know, ask him, say, God in heaven. This, the scripture teaches me that you're my father and that you love me. And I'm asking you, help me. Help me. Speak to me. Let your Holy Spirit fill my life right now. I want to wish you all a happy Father's Day. And I want to tell you that Jesus loves you. Our Father in heaven loves you. The Holy Spirit wants to know you. There's a purpose and a plan for your life.